Saturday morning across at least the continental United States. So welcome on in. A very happy weekend to you. And a happy official football weekend to you. Right, we've had college football last week for Labor Day weekend, which was tremendous. Love college football. So my Saturday was made last week. I was in Happy Valley watching my Penn State Nittany Lions kick the crap out of West Virginia. So my Labor Day weekend was a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was great to have college football back. But now for the first time, we get a loaded slate on Saturday, a full boat of NFL action on Sunday, and we now can sit back and soak it all it is good to be back. It is good to be back, and we appreciate you joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio as it gets set for the first big football weekend of this season. So with the NFL kicking off and underway on Thursday night, as we get set to look ahead to the real first Sunday action, I want to ask you this question here. I want to start to at least divide the NFL. How many Super Bowl contenders are there right now going into the season no doubt about it, that team can absolutely win a Super Bowl. I think there are five teams in that category. But I think there's also a second category I want to add to the mix here, and that's this. Teams that I think can play their way in to the conversation. Well, right now in week number one, I can't say I feel confident saying that they are a Super Bowl contender. That they are the elite of the elite. But if they answer one or two concerns they have or even show maybe a glimpse of what they had last year is not, you know, just a, a flash in the pan that it's actually legit and they can replicate it, they're in the Super Bowl conversation. So I want to see a little bit more, but they can play their way in. I think there are four teams. So nine teams all together out of 32, I think, have either absolutely can or have the possibility of competing for a Super Bowl. The five locks right now, the five Super Bowl contenders entering Sunday without a doubt, indisputable, I think. Chiefs, despite what we saw Thursday, do not be one of those callers, please. Do not be someone that calls in and says, the Chiefs are dead. No, they're not. They had one bad game. They're missing their two best players, but guess what? Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, they'll catch the ball. Not worried about the Chiefs. They're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Bengals, obviously, Bills, Eagles, 49ers. Going into the season, going into week one, I think those are the only five teams you can legitimately right now say are Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, 49ers. This is, though, where I want to get kind of really geared to uh, the conversation because those are obvious, right? I don't have to explain any of them. I don't have to fight for the reason for them. But where I think this can get interesting is this. Who can play their way into that conversation? Who can play their way into the level of being and potentially going toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, playing the Bengals and beating the Bengals? Who can be that third team in the NFC that can emerge and show that they are on the, the same level as the Eagles and 49ers? I think there are four teams right now in the league that can play their way into the Super Bowl conversation this season. The Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions. Look, you look at the Dolphins. I like Miami's roster a lot. My only concern, and it's a big one, is Tua's health. I've advocated on the show all offseason long. I thought Miami made a mistake by committing to Tua too early. If I was them, I would have called the Green Bay Packers about Aaron Rodgers. 
If I was Miami, I would have called the Baltimore Ravens when Lamar Jackson was at least, we thought, dangling out there and could have been gotten for. I would have made a call to see if Lamar could come to Miami. I would have looked around and seen, can I have an upgrade, not even talent-wise over Tua, but availability-wise over Tua. His concussion history is is really scaring me. And especially when you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I know now he's out, but you make the trade for Jalen Ramsey. The Dolphins are all in. They are all in. And I did not feel, do not feel great about the fact that, again, their quarterback is one hit away from, honestly, maybe his career ending. But if Tua stays healthy, if the jujitsu in the offseason works, and now he learns how to fall, and he's not giving himself, you know, concussions, and he's keeping himself healthy, what is slowing down this Dolphins offense? What is slowing down this Dolphins team? Nothing. So play their way in is I got to see and make sure Tua can stay healthy, take a few hits, and uh, again, you know, get back to that high level he's playing at last year. But if he stays healthy, I think absolutely the Dolphins are in the Super Bowl conversation and absolutely can play their way into getting to Las Vegas and representing the AFC. Dolphins are a team that can play their way in. The Browns. Look, the Browns are a quarterback away. You look at this roster, the only question really for the most part is the quarterback. If Deshaun Watson can go back to his old format in, in Houston, which now he's basically two years removed from, which is scary, but... He has a lot of talent, and I do think he's going to now with a full-off season um, with his teammates, full-off season uh, of just focusing on being a quarterback again. I think he can, get, he can get back to that level where he was a top-five quarterback in the NFL really as recently as 2020 with the Texans. He gets back to that level this year with Cleveland, with their offensive line, with their running game, with the stars on defense. I can't find a flaw with Cleveland. This is a team I feel like is getting truly slept on. Look, I get Deshaun Watson looked really bad last year in the five games he played in. That also shouldn't be a surprise. He's coming off a year and a half of rust. He definitely looked like someone who was just, you know, overdoing it in the sense that he was trying to almost make his entire $230 million contract that was fully guaranteed, like, worth it in the five games he was playing when the Browns are already out of playoff contention. He did too much. Now that you can at least knock some rust off last year, kind of put that year behind you and now actually focus on a full season, I think he's going to be in a better spot. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback this year. I think the Browns are making the playoffs, but the Browns are a team that if Deshaun Watson can get back to that 2020 form, the Browns absolutely are a Super Bowl contender. They could play their way in to being one of those teams without a doubt. Same thing with the Jaguars. Like, you look at last year, right? It took a little bit, new coach, and if you're Trevor Lawrence, the first half of last year was basically trying to forget everything Urban Meyer taught you. Right? That was an absolute disaster of a rookie year. Where honestly, I don't even really consider it a rookie year for Trevor Lawrence in 2021 just because of how upside down that year was led by Urban Meyer. Where I really look at last year under Doug Peterson, even though it was technically year number two in the league, that to me really was year number one for Trevor Lawrence. He finally got a competent head coach that actually knew what he was doing, that actually cared about the players and seemed like he was not just there to steal a paycheck. Um, and you saw that first half of the season, it was Trevor Lawrence 
working with a new coach, basically trying to forget everything Urban Meyer taught him, and now, you know, learn the Doug Peterson system. The Jaguars are one of the best teams in the NFL last year in the second half of the season. They played really well down the stretch. And now, speaking of playing your way in, not only is it, hey, can Trevor Lawrence take that next step that a lot of us think he can, but also, Calvin Ridley, let's not forget he's on that team. This is a really good quarterback, but similar to Deshaun Watson, has not played in a year and a half. Right, He was suspended all last year and took a mental leave of absence from the Falcons back in 2021, about, I think it was like week seven or week eight, roughly. So basically, it's just like half the year. So it's been a year and a half since he's been on the field. He's a really talented wide receiver. A lot of reports coming out of Jacksonville and training camp are, are telling you, basically, he looks great. Not rusty, not okay, looks great. If he can round into form as being that bona fide number one receiver for Trevor Lawrence, and now all of a sudden Christian Kirk falls to like a, a number two guy, and you have Travis Etienne still is really you know, talented, and you have Evan Ingram took a big step uh, in Jacksonville last year. Like, there's a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons on this offense for Trevor Lawrence to uh, dish the ball off to. And with the creative head coach in um, Doug Peterson, this should be a, a high-flying High-scoring offense in Jacksonville. That's a team that honestly and seriously can play their way into Super Bowl contention. They won a playoff game last year, come back from 27-0, a hell of a feat. Arguably should have beaten, honestly, Kansas City last year or Patrick Holmes on one leg. This is a team where, again, if you see Trevor Lawrence take that next step and you see Calvin Ridley come back and play at an elite level, yeah. Jaguars are absolutely in the Super Bowl conversation. And finally, last but certainly not least, the Detroit Lions showed you something on Thursday night where they can play their way into Super Bowl contention. Look, the NFC is wide open. Eagles are elite, 49ers are elite. No one else is really on that level right now in the NFC. But I thought what we saw on Thursday night was a really important first step. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Detroit played great, right? Look, obviously the Chiefs are missing their best defensive player in Chris Jones. That's a big-time impact. They had a bad turnover the Lions did uh, in the red zone. They struggled running the ball at times. But this was a team that I thought is now learning how to win. They got talent. They have young talent. But winning that game in that environment, the way they did, showed you they were able to win ugly. And when you now have a team that's been a perennial loser that Detroit has now for, I mean, 40 years, bare minimum, when you now know how to win, that's where true champions are made. It's not about how well you play in your best day. Not to get into the whole cliche and coach speak here, but if you can win games when you don't have your A game like Detroit didn't have um, on Thursday night when they only scored two offensive touchdowns, which was a top five offense from last year, you still win those games? That, to me, shows you something. That shows you this team is legit. Now, the defense has to improve. That's part of the reason why they're in the, the play-to-get-in-it category. But the defense has to get better. Offensively, we want to see a little, a little bit more from Jared Goff, but the way they won that game on Thursday night shows you. They absolutely can play their way into Super Bowl contention in the NFC. So when you look at the NFL right now, as we get set for week number one to kick off, five locks in terms of Super Bowl contenders. Going to week one, no doubt about it, you can't argue these five teams 
day one are Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, 49ers, in no order. And there are four other teams that we got to see a little bit more. We got to see them play their way in it. But I think we'll be talking about these four teams this season in the Super Bowl conversation. Dolphins, Browns, Jaguars, Lions. I want to hear your thoughts. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If there is a team you think is a Super Bowl contender, either right now to start the season or you think will play their way in, that I left out, tell me why. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. If there's a team I include, you think no chance. Ryan, you're totally lost on this team. No way the Dolphins are even going to be in the conversation this year. Tell me why I'm wrong. 855-212-4227. Nine teams, that's it. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, 49ers that are right now Super Bowl contenders. Dolphins, Browns, Lions, Jaguars, four teams that can play their way in. That is it. Dale is calling from Alabama. What's up, Dale? The Broncos, the Jets, and the Dolphins. W Super Bowl contenders right there. Sorry, you broke up, Dale. You said the Jets, the Broncos, and who? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. All right, well, I have the Dolphins in there. Yeah, I know you had the Dolphins. That's my team. You think the Dolph, uh, the Jets and the Broncos. Look, I'm high on the Broncos. You know what? Sell me on the Broncos. I'll get to the Jets here in a second. I am high on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I think the Broncos are making the playoffs. Tell yeah, me why you think they're a Super Bowl contender. Super Bowl the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson came in there last year. He didn't know the, the team, the system that good, but he's familiar with it this year. And the rest is going to be off him, and the real rest going to show up. I mean, look, I appreciate the, the call, Dale, and I, I listen, I'm someone who, again, is a big believer in Russell Wilson. You are talking to someone, or I guess listening to someone, who picked the Broncos to win the Super Bowl last year. I was so high on Russ going to Denver. I really thought he was by far easily the missing piece. And obviously, we saw that prediction crash and burn in front of our eyes, and frankly, by week seven, it was dead. Totally dead. But I think Sean Payton is the exact coach Russell Wilson needs. Now, I also think Russell Wilson, it's a its a bigger than one-year fix. Meaning, I don't think he's washed. A lot of people last year said he's washed, he's done, physically he doesn't have it anymore. I don't think that's true. He still has the arm, he still has the mobility, he still can make every single throw you need to make. I think, though, from a mentality and confidence standpoint, it's going to take more than one year with Sean Payton to build him back up to where he was... At one point, with the Seahawks, an MVP candidate. I don't think it's just going to be one off season. It turns around, and he's going to be, you know, from rags last year to riches this year. I think we're going to see Russ build, but I think part of that slow build is making the playoffs this year. A little bit of, you know, some baby steps, but I think year number one for me, the Broncos can make the playoffs. I'm a little worried about their wide receiver depth, where now they have, you know, players going down left and right. It's Tough right now where Jerry Judy's hurt. Tim Patrick's already out for the entire season. Again, unfortunately, receiver depth is definitely a concern of mine for sure. But the defense is legit. I like the running game. 
Offensive line is solid. And again, Sean Payton is the exact coach Russell Wilson needs. So I'm high, high on Denver this year. But for me, being high on Denver, just figuratively, right, of course, um, is them making the playoffs this year. So 855-212-4227. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, 49ers. Right now, going into week one, those are the five Super Bowl contenders. Four teams that can play their way into uh, that conversation this regular season. Dolphins, Browns, Jaguars, Lions. If I left a team out, you think I'm sleeping on a team that you think is a Super Bowl contender, 855-212-4227. we get your thoughts and also when we return. Look, I know it's week one. I get it. It was a long season ago. But there is one team. One team that has an immense amount of pressure to win week one. What a great song this is, Alex. Great choice. I feel like it's not been played in a while. Very catchy. All right. I'm glad we brought this one back. Definitely one like an oldie, but a goodie. That is for sure. And some good throwback music. Always a good thing. It's on a Saturday morning. Welcome. It is Hick and I with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed any part of the show, you joined us late, you got to leave early. Look, I get it. Life is busy. That's why we are here to please you. Check out, download, subscribe to the Hick at Night podcast. Night spelled N-I-T-E. There's two things there. One, the entire show, each show every Saturday morning, uploaded right there. No commercials, commercial free, so you can listen at your convenience. And also make sure you don't miss anything from the show. But also, bonus, I'll say episodes, but also bonus mini monologues as well thrown in throughout the week, um, including a little special I've been doing so far through the first two weeks of college football, Hicks 5-Minute Picks. Picking the five biggest college football games each and every week so far, um... And just putting those out there in under five minutes. So I, I get it. You're busy, right? No one has time to listen to a 20, 40 hour long podcast. Five picks on the five biggest college football games on your feed every Thursday morning. So it's quick, it's easy, and also digestible in a very, uh, let's say, quick fashion. I'm going to repeat myself there. So I apologize for that, but you get the you get the idea. All under one roof. Hick at night. Night spelled N-I-T-E. Okay. We just gave you before nine Super Bowl contenders or possible contenders this season. Eagles, 49ers, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. I think those are the five right now playoff contenders entering week one. I think there are four other teams that can play their way into the conversation. That this year, if they answer a question or two that I have about them, whether it's health, whether it's defense, you name it, they play their way and show that, hey, they can answer that question, they're in the conversation as well. Dolphins, Jaguars, Browns, Lions. Those are the nine teams, I think, that absolutely either are or can be Super Bowl contenders this season. That's it. That's my cutoff. That's it. I think only nine teams legitimately either are or can be Super Bowl contenders this season. How about yourself? 
If I have left a team off, or even if you want to include the team you think should not be on the list, 855-212-4227. Ken is calling from Michigan. What's up, Ken? Hey, Ryan. How we doing? Good. Uh, I heard you. I just got on uh, the radio and listened here a couple of minutes ago, and I got to the end of Hickey's Picky, so I can't get no pickies this week, but I'll get you next week. But, hey, we, uh, also, we also change up the times, Ken, so it was at 2.40 a.m. this week. Next week will be later on in the show, so don't worry. We're going to cater to your schedule, too. So your show is always from 2 to 4? 2 to 6. 2 to 6. 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern, Saturday mornings. Okay, okay, okay. Beautiful. Well, the last time we talked last year, my friend, uh, we were debating the winner of the Penn State-Michigan game. And unfortunately, Ken, you came out on top. I'm sure, though, you don't need a reminder about that. No, you know what, though? (laughs) What's really, what's really uh, sickening is how we handed TCU a game. Oh. I mean, that was our for the pick, and then we handed it to them. I'll be honest with you, so. Ken. Not only am I a Penn State fan, I'm a big-time Michigan hater. Did not did not mind seeing that, Ken. Did not mind seeing that whatsoever. I hear you. I hear you. But you know what? Uh, and I'm not saying this is an excuse because it isn't. Our quarterback threw two pick sixes, but uh, – that Roman Wilson touched on that was called taken away was BS. We all know that. Yes. So now, also, don't fumble at the goal line um, or get stuffed. I forget what it was. Either stuffed or fumbled, whatever it was. But you're right. That should have been a touchdown. Yeah, don't hand the ball to your uh, second-time uh, linebacker slash running yeah. back at the goal line. You know? Also yeah, That true. wasn't a good – Yeah. Or the what was that play, the first drive, the – Philadelphia, whatever, where the tight end goes on a sweep and throws the ball. The Philly special, come on. We we <laughs> we never we never tried that playoff freaking year. So, no better time whatever. to break it out than a big stage, right, Ken? Come on. Oh yeah, especially on the one yard line where the, everybody's <laughs> crammed into a eight or ten yard spot. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, I, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. They lost me 30 years ago because they've been so miserable for so long. I've in my lifetime, I'm 67. They've won one playoff game in my lifetime, and that was 30 some years ago. But you know what? I'm happy for them. And they they won ugly, like you said, Ryan. They won ugly. They got some help. Uh, that was a perfect ball that Mahomes threw to that guy that he batted up in the air for our receiver to take or defender to take for 40 yards, right? Oh, absolutely. It was a gift. But you know what? Again, you know what good teams do, Ken? They win those games. They take the gifts. They say thank you very much, and you move on. That's right. When you give me that gift, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. That's right, buddy. That's right. But uh, so you are you with me? Are you believing in the Lions? Well, like I say, I'm not a Lions fan, but the best player on that field last night was Aiden Hutchinson, a former Wolverine. Did you see how that right tackle was lining up on the line of scrimmage to try to defend him? Yes, and you know what, Kenny? Always good talking to me. Hey, look, what we got? Two months and two days from now. You know what that is? Yes, sir. November 11th, Happy Valley. Hopefully we're talking about an undefeated Penn State taking on an undefeated Michigan. It would be in my short lifespan here, the biggest game Penn State's ever had at home. I kind ho- of hope we're talking about it. I hope we're talking some trash then in two uh, two months from now. It should be a lot of fun. Appreciate the call and good talking to you again. But, yes, I mean, I've, look, I, I'm not a referee, obviously. I have no idea why and how that was not called beforehand. Uh, 400 times on Juwan Taylor for not only lining up uh, basically in the backfield, but also then seemingly getting a head start. Look, the the refs do what they want to do. But when it comes to these contenders, I think the Lions are absolutely in there. Part of being a contender 
is honestly winning games ugly. Look, the Chiefs have won ugly games. The Bengals have won ugly games. Patrick Holmes or Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts are not throwing for 500 yards every single game, having a perfect passer rating and lighting up for five touchdowns. Part of what truly is being in that Super Bowl contending category is winning you don't have your best game. That's what the Lions did on Thursday. And part of the reason, not just that alone, but also the talent on the roster and the direction they're going in, is part of the reason why they are on the play um, play to get in category for Super Bowl contenders. Leonard is calling from, or Leonard, I should say, excuse me, sorry about that, Leonard, calling from Baltimore with an interesting take here. What's up, Leonard? Well, you had it right the first time with Leonard. But oh, you know, my apologies, Leonard. What's going on? There you go. People don't usually get it the first time. I appreciate it, though. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender with the additions on offense. Um, Clowney is a is is a good addition. I don't think he's going to be as big of an impact, but I think he's going to be a good addition. And with Rokon with his full full year, I think the defense is going to be short enough for, uh, for us. Leonard, do me a favor. You, obviously, being in Baltimore, this is my perspective. Tell me where I'm wrong. I look at the Ravens, the reason why they're not in Category 1 of Super Bowl contender right now or or Category 2 of play to get in or play, you know, playing to get in there in that category is this. Number one, Lamar Jackson's health is a concern, right? Obviously, the last two years, he's not finished the year healthy and has missed the biggest games of the season. Number two, I don't like the fact that they're changing the offense, Lenard. I don't like the fact that it's going to be a more pass-heavy offense. You know what you got with Lamar. You know how to succeed with Lamar running a certain style. I don't like the fact that they're changing the offense after already paying him, by the way, now becoming a more pass-happy team. And also, look, I know they invested a, a lot of resources in the wide receiver position, but they re- they invested in a lot of question marks. Rashad Bateman can't stay healthy. Zay Flowers, while there's a lot of positivity, right, is still a rookie. OBJ, look, I don't know what he is coming off the ACL tear um, last year, and he's not had over 1,000 yards since 2019 um, so that's, again, another big-time question mark. Like, I just don't like the fact that they are kind of going all-in and seemingly going all-in with a lot of question marks. Um, but the last couple of years, there's always been if, if the team can stay healthy, we can go deep. I think if they stay healthy, Lamar, like, Lamar doesn't get hurt running around. He gets hurt in the pocket. If he can just stay, if he can stay healthy, OBJ can stay healthy, and I think we can be okay. All right, appreciate the call, Lamar, but that's also part of it, too. Like, that's like... I get the same questions with Tua in terms of health, but that's I have bigger questions too with the Ravens offense where like they are revamping their offense. They brought in Todd Munkin, who is the OC at Georgia to win their back-to-back national titles, and they made no bones about it. They are going to be a more pass-happy team, which I can't for the life of me understand why when you have Lamar Jackson win an MVP and win a lot of regular season games running the RPO spread option offense where you're running the ball a ton. You had a lot of success. Why get away from it? You want to hate Greg Roman? Okay, fine. But bring someone else in that has a similar style that can call a better game, but still cater to Lamar's strengths. And also for Lamar, too, one thing I didn't mention with Lenard on the line, but another reason why, to me, they're not in either Super Bowl category right now is the fact that Lamar's not been a good playoff quarterback. He's been in four playoff games, and he's been bad in all four. That's a concern. That is a concern. For him to, you know, for the Ravens to be in the play-their-way-in category here in terms of being a Super Bowl contender, I kind of know Lamar's going to be, come playoff time, the best player on the field. He's been that way for plenty of times in the regular season. I have yet to see it so far in the postseason. That is a concern as well here. 
All right, really fast here. We'll continue to take your thoughts. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. And Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three in terms of who is in a Super Bowl contender category right now going into the season here, going into 2023. But for week number one specifically, I do want to mention this really fast. The New York Jets, by far, by far, have the most pressure on them to win week number one. You're hosting the Bills on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers' long-awaited debut. You cannot lose this game. This is a must-win. I know it's week one. You can say I'm crazy. There's too much time in the season. This is a must-win for the Jets. You've had the perfect offseason. Aaron Rodgers, everything that guy's touched has turned to gold. Every New York fan has given him a standing ovation and has gone crazy at every single thing he's done. He has done no wrong. The only negative this offseason was actually a positive. The only negative was the Jets didn't want to do hard knocks. And look, it was hard knocks okay, but it's not like they were raked over the coals or embarrassed by it. So the only negative that they kind of had this offseason was still turned into a positive because hard knocks went pretty well. If you are true, like this is a Super Bowl or bust season. You bring Aaron Rodgers in, you make the moves you have, you have the defense you have, you are going to win a Super Bowl. This year, right now. And in order to win a Super Bowl, you got to be a legit contender in one of the best divisions in the NFL. No better way to make a statement, make your mark, than on national TV week one against a team that's had a stranglehold on the division the last few years in the Buffalo Bills. You go out there and win the game, you tell everyone right now, we are legit and we are just not an off-season hype team. All right, we are not the dream team Eagles from a decade ago where they talk to talk had all these free signings. Oh my God, this Eagles team is so good. And then flop. This is your chance to show right away they are legit. On the flip side, you get handled. Sheesh, you get blown out? <laughs> yeah, the doubts that I have at least, and maybe the doubts by some, are going to grow and intensify big time Tuesday morning. Also, not to mention really fast here, the reason why I also don't think it's hyperbole to say the Jets week one's a must win, look at their schedule. Again, you are in the AFC East where you have the Bills, I think right now, Super Bowl contender. Dolphins can play their way into being a Super Bowl contender. You got a tough division in a tough conference. To be one of the seven playoff teams this year in the AFC is going to be really tough. Look at the Jets' schedule start the first six games. Bills at home Monday Night Football. At the Cowboys week two. Home against the Patriots week number three. Home against the Chiefs, week four. At the Broncos, week five. Home against the Eagles, week six. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles. You start two and four, which I think they will. Your season's over. Your season is done really before it even starts. So it's imperative for New York here to get off to a hot start and get out of the gates fast, because otherwise, they're going to be left for dead. That starts week one on a national stage at home and gets a team you're chasing, the Buffalo Bills. Send a statement Monday night. There is no team with a bigger sense of urgency that needs a win more in week number one than the New York Jets. We'll take your thoughts here again. Super Bowl contenders. I'll read them to you one more time. 
Five contenders right now going to week number one of the NFL season that can win a Super Bowl. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Eagles, 49ers. I think there are four teams this season that can play their way into that conversation throughout the year. Dolphins, Jaguars, Lions, Browns. If I left someone out, let me know. 855-212-4227. Tell me why I'm wrong at Ryan underscore Hickey and then number three. We'll get your thoughts uh, on that when we do return here. And also, speaking of the Jets, I did not include the Jets as one of those nine teams that either are or can play their way into being a Super Bowl contender. I'll explain a little bit more when we do return. Again, Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey with you. Where else? But right here on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you joining us and making us part of your Saturday morning right here on CBS Sports Radio. I think there are nine teams heading into week one of the 2023 NFL season that either right now are currently Super Bowl contenders or can play their way in to being a Super Bowl contender. Are currently right now Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, 49ers, in no order. I think there are four teams that can play their way in that I have a question or two about, but if they clean it up absolutely by week 18 and come playoff time, will be in the conversation without a doubt and will be called a Super Bowl contender. Dolphins, Browns, Jaguars, Lions. A team, maybe the most hyped team this year going into the season was not on there. The New York Jets. Look, I know everything's been roses, right? And everything's been sunshine and everything has gone great in Jets land with Aaron Rodgers there and everyone's so happy. That Aaron's a New York Jet, and Aaron can't wait to tell you how happy he is now with his new team. I think personally it's an act. It's an act where things are going great right now, so it's happy. It's like you're in the honeymoon phase, right? With a new girlfriend, new boyfriend, new partner. The other person you're seeing can't do anything wrong. They leave the dirty dishes on the, on the counter. Guess what? The first month you're dating, it's cute. Oh, that's so nice. Don't worry. I'll go out of my way and I'll clean. No problem. The longer you're around, though, and the same mistakes keep happening, what happens? We get angry. We snap. It's not cute anymore. And guess what? The honeymoon, that, that, that early novelty rubs off and reality sets in. That is what's going to happen with the New York Jets. Right now, Aaron Rodgers can't do no wrong. And his teammates can't do any wrong. The reality, though, is this. I just read you the schedule before. Bills, Cowboys, at the Cowboys, I should say week number two, Patriots, Chiefs, at the Broncos, Eagles. I think the Jets are starting the year 2-4. and four. If I'm right and they're 2-4, and four, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is not going to be so hunky-dory. He's not going to be so calm with his teammates. We saw last year. He's on Pat McAfee's show midway through the year talking about guys needing to have their reps cut and being benched. He is someone who blames others, not himself. He takes zero accountability. And that's not going to solve anything, especially now with uh, on a team with so much scrutiny and so high expectations. Things are not going to go well if the Jets get out of the gates slow. So I'm not buying the Jets right now. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to really build this, you know, this uh, rapport with his new team where he's going to come out guns a-blazing week number one and light the world on fire offensively. I don't think we're seeing MVP Aaron coming back this year like he did in 2021 or even 2020. I think we're going to see the Jets struggle. 
eight and nine, nine and eight, not they'll be a playoff team. That's why for me, they are not either in the Super Bowl contender category right now or they have the chance to play their way in. If I miss a team, 855-212-4227. John is calling from Madison, beautiful Madison. What's up, John? Ryan, it is a uh, beautiful night out here. Just got off my bartending shift, headed home. Nice, uh, what bar? Conversation. Uh, little town out in Mount Horeb uh, okay. called the Driftless Social. So uh, the Martini Lounge, we're making, uh, oh, you know, the French 75. We've got the grasshoppers going. It's a real kind of old Grasshoppers place, in so. the drink. No, no, grasshoppers ice cream drink, man. You got to uh, check it out. It's, uh, see, it's basically uh, I still drink cheap beer, food. and I have, like, watered-down mixed drinks. So as you can tell, my, my drinking palate is not um, sophisticated enough yet. Hey, hey, you come with Jim Rome to Wisconsin sometime, and we'll show <laughs> you a good time, all right? Deal. In. Hey, uh, look, there's uh, one thing I want to say real quick before I get to my main point. Uh, team with a lot of pressure that isn't getting talked enough about, I think, is the Chicago Bears. You look at uh, Jordan. I'm just talking about week one. I'm not talking about the season. But you look okay. at, You look at Jordan Love starting the game with rookie tight ends. You're looking at maybe Jaden Reed and Samori Toure as his two options on the outside. This guy's got nothing. And you look at how the national media and everybody has been saying, you know, wins aren't a QB stat. Justin Fields still has a chance. Look, this is it, man. If the Packers smack the Bears this week, Bears fans are going to be hurting. So, from just a team and from a fan base from a major market in the U.S., that's going to be tough for Chicago if they don't can't pull off the win against a very short-handed Packers team. I think uh, you're hundred percent right, John. Especially not. too, like Justin Fields not been shy about talking like how he's going to throw for four thousand yards this year, and you know he thinks he's one of the best right now, dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL. Like he's not been shy about you know hyping himself up. You got DJ Moore now. I think you're right. Since Aaron Rodgers, yeah. the boogeyman out. If the Packers are still owning you, you're 100% right. you got to win this game at home to start the season, without a doubt. And with, you know, big league ramifications, there's not a lot there. None of, neither of those teams are Super Bowl contenders, but just sheer, sheer demoralized possibilities for a you know, major U.S. market. But the team that I think you are missing right now from your rankings is a team that has just had incredibly bad injury luck, and that's that team out in L.A. called the Chargers. Look, you talk about wide receiver depth. They draft a guy in the first round, uh, stud out of, out of TCU, mm-hmm. and he's going to be wide receiver four. You're talking about a team that, you know, they were one spot out of a top ten defense. You're going into the second year of Asante Samuel Jr. just dominating, you know, in a similar way uh, for the kid out of, out of Dallas, uh, Diggs. So I, I'm looking at this Chargers team. I'm looking at this week one matchup against the Dolphins, and I could not be more excited because I think – both these fan bases are incredibly excited to put last year behind them. Injuries derailing, you know, both of their quarterbacks for large portions. Obviously, out in L.A. you have, I would say, two wide receiver ones. Obviously, Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. That's a loaded team. And if you're talking about a team with a top-10 defense, an offense that has that much firepower, I think it would be foolish not to put them in the conversation uh, to say that, you know, they could play their way into Super Bowl contention. Here's my thing, John, and I appreciate the call, buddy, and hey, good luck, bartender. Maybe one day I'll meet you up in, in Madison. We can get a real, I guess, man drink, if you will, not a, a watered-down you know, gin and tonic or a, a Bud Light uh, like I do uh, indulge in most weekends. But with the Chargers, two things. Number one, I don't trust Brandon Staley. I don't. I like his aggressiveness, to be honest, but in terms of game management and being in a big game, I do not trust him in the playoffs to elevate his team 
And number two, you mentioned it, you know, with Quentin Johnston and a lot of these receivers, like, they don't stay healthy. Even Quentin Johnston, at TCU, go back and watch him last year, he was hurt half the year. Even though he played, he's hobbled. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Like, there's always that injury bug that seems to always continually bite the Chargers. That right now, I can't put him in that conversation. When we return, we saw the Chiefs on Thursday night struggle. Chris Jones' leverage to get a new contract went down. I'll tell you why next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.